0: Waiver Ward is presented for the people by Caesars Sportsbook, the greatest sports betting app of all time. Download it, it must be 21 or older.
1: Week three of the fantasy football season. This is the Waiver Wire podcast. Eddie Spaghetti joins me today, and we're going to break down the action from the week and get you all set up to make your waiver wire claims. Some strategy, some news, so much to talk about. But first off, Eddie, how did it go for you this weekend?
0: Not great. Uh, even like my one win I had in one of my leagues, like wasn't a quality win. Like I barely snuck by. I mean, dealing with injuries. You know, I had Dak Prescott in that league. I, I made a quick. Not sure if you can call it's a panic trade, but I did already make a big, big time trade in week two with my main league. There's a lot of stuff going on. It's just been fantasy's been brutal. Not as bad as my week one picks for extra points, but it's it's I feel like it's <laughs> gonna be a long season. It's like I, I hope that the people who listen to me on the show, uh, along with you, like did not draft everything based on what I said because man, oh man, it's it's been brutal.
1: Well, it's it's sort of been brutal for everyone. I right. mean. It's It's been a really strange start to the season. And I think that's going to be the theme of the podcast today is the changing landscape of fantasy as of the first two weeks of the season. And all of this is going to be with the big caveat, don't overreact. But there are definitely some trends that might seem like they could stick. And so we're going to talk a little bit about that. Let's start off with the biggest news of the week, which is that Trey Lance now out for the season. So Jimmy Garoppolo is in. San Francisco was smart to sign that insurance contract. And you know, poor Kyle Shanahan can't catch a break because last week everybody wanted him to fire Trey Lance, and this week everyone's mad at him that they ran Trey Lance trying to win the game. But in the end, what we have now is a situation where people that had Trey Lance for fantasy are scrambling on the waiver wire to find a useful replacement. And if you're in a 2QB league, you may not even be able to get someone like Jimmy G, So uh, I look at this, I say for the San Francisco backfield, it changes things too because you remove a mobile quarterback that boosts the running back room. However, we found out Tyron Davis-Price now has a high ankle sprain. So it's Jeff Wilson Jr. and they're working out other running backs. What are your thoughts about the San Francisco 49ers right now, especially as far as fantasy?
0: Well, I, you know, Jen, I feel like us talking about Jimmy G and Trey Lance has been like one of the biggest topics we've hit on since we started. Um, I think it's a great thing for the team as a whole. I think Jimmy G. I mean, again, mm-hmm. the guy was one throw away from winning a Super Bowl, one over throw away from winning a Super Bowl, another throw away from making back to a Super Bowl uh, last year. I think he's a better quarterback. I think Trey Lance, yes, he has the mobility, but the guy is still pretty green in his NFL career. And uh, and now, I mean, yes, the, the the backfield thing does scare me a bit, but. If there's anyone that's proven that they could figure out a running game with pretty much anyone off the street, it is Kyle Shanahan. Right. But I think, you know, if Kills back there healthy and, and, and Debo and Ayuk with Jimmy G again, like you, you got to be kind of happy about it. And I guess from a fan standpoint, like it, it stinks to so see your guy you early. Take You take him early in the first round. It's, it's, very, it's a devastating injury. It was pretty gross, honestly, to look at. But Jimmy G is not as bad as people make him out to be. So I think it's a good thing for fantasy.
1: I certainly feel better about the Niners' chances than I do about the Cowboys' chances with Cooper Rush, though Cooper Rush did do a really admirable job and actually won the game on Sunday. Thank you, Cooper Rush. But I do feel more comfortable with Jimmy G in a backup position than I do with Cooper Rush behind Dak Prescott. That being said, Dak Prescott may be being rushed back, it seems like. We'll see. Um uh, There's also a Dalton Schultz injury there. We're going to hit on all of these and replacements on the waiver wire. Let's just just... T- off these news items first, Mike Evans suspended for one game. Go ahead and take Mike Evans out of your lineup. He did not um, did not like Marshawn Lattimore.
0: It's the second time, <laughs> right? On his, his only two suspensions yeah. have been have dealt directly with Marshawn Lattimore. That is like a, a rivalry. I know the Bucks finally won the game. They they couldn't get over the hump of beating the Saints. They finally did, but that's like a that's a pretty heated rivalry. It seems like you know, almost a full team brawl going on. Uh, Tom Brady, kind of, you know poke the bear there kind of lit the fire to that one
1: yeah i mean uh, speaking of tom brady do you think old man time is catching up with tom brady or do you think i mean personally i kind of think this is an emotional thing they announced this week they're going to give him wednesdays off to rest he certainly never had that with the patriots i don't think it's because he's suddenly old i think it's uh stress at home i think stress at home i think he's you know this this urge to be present um is unfortunately affecting our fantasy teams
0: uh, it's the stuff at home. Uh, I will say partially it is because of the injuries to their offense. I mean, obviously, if, if the yeah. Bucks were going with a full slate of guys, I'd feel a lot better about it. They are, you know, they were just talking about this on on extra points before Sal, Martin, and Dave. But like, they are throwing the ball less. Like Brady isn't chucking it all over the field. Um, I think their defense is awesome, so you will see them transition to be tor- like more of a, a Leonard Fournette team. I think going forward, but uh, I do think the the stuff from Brady's home life is trickling into his, his playing right now.
1: I think so, too. Um, but I'm not too, too worried. He faces off with Aaron Rodgers this week, who also hasn't been stellar for fantasy. So it'll be fun to see those two this weekend. We'll see what happens. Um, J.K. Dobbins still week to week. Um Feels like Baltimore needs him back. They cannot get their run game going, and it is not a recognizable team. But, you know, we questioned why Lamar Jackson's passing yards were so high in Las Vegas. And we said, this is weird. Um, What does Vegas know that we don't know? But apparently they knew that he was going to be the number one fantasy quarterback through the first two games of the year and that he was going to be passing for six touchdowns in the first two games, which is something I didn't see coming.
0: I, you know, and looking at that line quickly too the Ravens pass game, Ravens uh, only giving three totals 43 you figure out, you know, the offense, what they saw last week should have been higher. But it's yeah, something is not clicking with them. It was very they had that game wrapped up and they let it go. And it just seems like, you know, some people did have the Ravens to be the Super Bowl contender. But I, I do think they need that running game like this, this power rushing Ravens team that we're used to didn't really have that. And Lamar, I guess, is kind of shocking us with with his passing ability this year because we you know, his his run total was super high. High. I think it was like in the 900 yard range, which for fantasy owners is a great thing, but it's a little bit of a different Ravens uh, team that I expected.
1: Joe Flacco is set to start again week three. Is there any point where you start to think, hey, maybe we should just stick with Joe Flacco?
0: He's made right? Garrett Wilson great. It's been awesome to watch that.
1: Garrett Wilson. We're going to talk about Garrett Wilson today. He should be the number one claim on the waiver wire for you this week. If he's available, I know he's not available in a lot of leagues. We'll talk about other wide receivers you can grab because you may be concerned about Jerry Judy. You may need to replace Mike Evans. There are places that you may need to stream wide receivers. So we'll definitely get to get get to that. Um, Speaking of wide receivers and Tom Brady, Cole Beasley signed to the Bucks practice squad today. And you got to You got to think, you know what? Maybe Maybe this is it. Okay, so we know that Godwin is injured. Uh, Mike Evans is out. Uh, Julio Jones is already nicked up. Surprise, surprise. Russell Gage didn't look so hot. I mean, it could be uh, Tom Brady can make things work with Scotty Miller and Brashad Perriman. Mm-hmm. But what if he gets Cole Beasley? I feel, like, I feel like he should be on the radar. And if you're in a deep league or you need someone, I, would, I think I'd add him.
0: Uh, I'm with you there, too, just based on his, his track record of everywhere Tom mm-hmm. Brady's been. The slot receiver has always been great. I That's mean, Cole great. Beasley, say what you want about him, but very effective in the Bills and that Day ball offense. I think you give Brady a weapon, a reliable receiver, a reliable vet who runs great routes and just gets open quickly. I mean, again, Edelman and Amendola, every every place he goes, he has a guy that knows how to get open quick, those option routes. I think Cole Beasley is a great pickup. You can get him. At Brady will utilize him uh, in Tampa.
1: If you're listening to this pod, I hope that you're also following us at extra points pod on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitch, because we do answer your questions. So if you ever want to shoot us a question for us to answer on the show, we will start doing a mailbag at the end of the hour and get to those questions. Um, But in the meantime, uh, I heard you made a trade in your league. Eddie? So
0: I'm, I'm getting a lot You're of tired? flack from this. Yeah, I, I, I want to see your take because I am commissioner, which makes this a little bit dicey. Um, so yeah, my best friend. <laughs> oh, girl, okay. So no, all
1: right, the plot thickens. You're the yeah, commissioner yeah. in this league. Okay, um, okay. So um, you I'm have you approve?
0: So I, I I have yes, I have the right to okay. thumbs up the trade, but I also was the one who. I, so <laughs> I I I didn't make this trade. I received this offer and I accepted the okay. offer. And um, I gave up the two higher scoring players right now, one due to injury, but the big – bugaboo with everyone in my league was about the players my best friend traded away because of the draft position. So now, Jen, I'm going to tell you the trade. And I gave up Michael Thomas and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Obviously, Michael Thomas, we talked a lot about. It. He was probably going too high in dress. Actually, he's been playing okay. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, you know, uh, you know, over 30 fantasy points. And, you know, if you're playing in a PPR league, he's having a great season so far in this new Chiefs offense. Now, what I received is an injured Keenan Allen Mm-hmm. A Najee Harris, who hasn't been able to get things going because of you know Mitch Trubisky being quarterback and Nico Collins and uh, the you know the other ten in my league uh, besides me and my one friend were not th- overly thrilled with this and I gave pushback saying you know there's a very good chance uh, Keenan Allen stays injured the whole year and that Najee Harris with the bad quarterback situation in the Steelers um, doesn't really get things going. Oh, and, not uh, just the
1: bad quarterback situation, but a bum foot. And, and an O-line region. that's only not helping him at all. He's averaging 2.8 yards per carry this right. season.
0: Right, exactly. He hasn't popped
1: 50 yards in a game per carry were,
0: very, they were His averages were not great last year either. He just was a high-volume right. guy. So, um, I mean, if you think it's a miserable trade, uh, you know, I, they're, they're going to hear this. They're going to see this. So, I just, you know, I'm letting you be the judge here.
1: All right, so uh, what complicates this is that you're the commish. Eddie, if you weren't the commish, this would be like, no problem. It's it's the commish part that's hard. Um, Yeah. He came to you with this offer. You didn't counter. He came to you with this offer.
0: This came last night.
1: He has the side that he wants.
0: Yes. Correct. It
1: it is possible Keenan Allen stays injured. Najee Harris. Yes. He's going to have a big role, but he has not been super effective. And Nico Collins. That's, that's a fun sweetener. Um, sure. He probably didn't need to throw in the Nico Collins. That's probably like the, you know, the okay. knife twisting in the gut. Um, Michael Thomas is going to miss half his games. Let's be real. Come on. I think And so, yeah. Clyde Edwards-Alaire is not going to stay this hot. He's just not. It's not going to happen. Um, I do think you got the better side of this trade. Okay. But listen, if he offered it to you, all's fair.
0: Okay. That's all I needed to hear. Thank you, Jen. All my friends who will listen and see this, look – Jen's word and not mine, so all done. Thank you. My yeah. best
1: friend. Hope he isn't listening to this.
0: No, he he will see it. I mean, it's just one of the. I don't know if it was all over. You know, that's the thing too. We can get into is like our people. Like we said right in the show open, a lot of underperforming players. Like, do you panic two weeks in and start to trade away guys? Like, are you, I mean, oh, on the show's name waiver wire. Do you just wait for the waiver wire pickups? Like, what do you do early on in fantasy season when your draft kind of goes awry?
1: Let's talk about that because there are so many players that I want to press the panic button on others. I don't. One thing we were right about Eddie, um, is the Rams office is going to be just fine, right? They're going to be fine. Yes. Atlanta should not have stormed that comeback. Thank God. I took Atlanta plus the points. Um, (laughs) but (laughs) we finally saw Alan Robinson. No, it wasn't as much as we want, but he is playing more than 90% of the snaps. Cooper cup continues to dominate. Interestingly, Cam Akers outtouched Daryl Henderson this week, so unfortunately that's a quandary, and I don't know what we're going to do about it. I think both of them are a flex play at best until we get some kind of firm action from Sean McVay, which maybe we'll never get, um, but Matt Stafford looked fine, and I think they're going to be just Fine, And then Tyler Higby's been interesting there. He's actually been targeted a lot. And if you have Tyler Higby as your tight end, congratulations, that's going well for you. Okay, everybody, we'll be right back after this quick
0: break. All right, people, we're brought to you by Caesar Sportsbook, the greatest sports betting app of all time. See, it's not just about the daily promos, odds boosts, or the hundreds of ways to wager. It's about the immortal words of Caesar himself. You bet you get with Caesar's rewards. Every bet you place in the app, no matter the outcome, earns towards exclusive perks at Caesars Rewards destinations everywhere. Hotel stays, concert tickets, bonuses, and more. Download the Caesars Sportsbook app, become a Caesars Rewards member today, and get more with every wager. Must be 21 or older to gamble? Gambling problem? Call or text 1-800-522-4700.
2: This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network.
1: But let's start with the quarterback position. Okay. Very interesting, right? Typical fantasy, you know, strategy is you can wait on a quarterback. You can wait on a quarterback, right? So a lot of us waited on a quarterback and we were like, oh, Kirk Cousins, he's going to be just fine. He's going to be great. Derek Carr, he's going to be great. Russ Wilson, he's going to be good. Dak Prescott's going to be good. Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers. So far, that's not really working out so well.
0: Yep. I mean, it's a combination. I do think some of it is bleeding over from the lack of a real preseason. I think maybe in a a case like Russell Wilson, it's the new coaching staff, new offense, and maybe just not a great Coach, Maybe some people are just not meant to be head coaches. And I think Hackett, be one of those guys. Um, yes. But I do think I'd be I'd be shocked if some of these players that you mentioned by week five or six or seven are having shown us something. But I, I do think now it's like maybe not full panic outside of Russ, like but maybe finger near the button.
1: I'm not panicked on Russ. Um, really? okay. I'm not panicked at all. Um, I am concerned about this system. I think it's just going to take a few weeks to gel. I do think Jerry Judy will be back soon. If not this week, Yeah. I think Russ is going to be fine. I don't know that he's going to end up, you know, top 10, like we hoped, but I think he'll be fine. I mean, I'm think he'll be as good or better than a Kirk cousins or sure. probably a Derek Carr even. And by the way, Devonte Adams shut down this week. That was interesting. Um, we'll get to that. All right. So let's talk about that quarterback position. We talked about how, you could wait on quarterbacks, but I don't think any of us waited long enough to pick up Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz is, through two games, the QB four on the season. Um, <laughs> he's got seven passing touchdowns, which is tied for the most, with Tua Tagavailoa and Josh Allen. Um, and he threw, for three touchdowns, another 300-plus yards on Sunday. And, and again, this week... He is in the highest game total, project one of the highest game totals for the week, facing off of Philadelphia. So if you need someone on the wire and he's available and you've lost Trey Lance, you know, look, Carson Wentz isn't perfect, but he's got weapons. He's got tons of weapons, and you could do much worse.
0: This, this is a total shock to me because I thought, you know, you see him go from once was an almost MVP candidate with the Eagles, to then you know things didn't really work out with the Colts. A lot of Colts players, we talked about, Jen, like they just said, "Wow, it's so much better here with Matt Ryan," which is very strange now to think about that. And then he goes to Washington, and people are like saying, "You know, get ready for Sam Howell. Sam Howell looks great in camp. He's going to be there." You know, this Washington Commanders team was supposed to be led by their defense, and now it's like this you know high scoring, potent offense with multiple running backs. You can score. they will get Brian Robinson back, uh, and, and their the receiving core taking Dotson in the first round kind of changed everything. Terry McLaurin wasn't super effective last week, but like, you know, they have a good, you know, plenty of good weapons there. Um, Maybe he just found a coach that could with him and he has this resurgence. But I, I, for one, was totally shocked because I wrote, you know, Carson Wentz off, you know, years ago, and now he's making this resurgence here. So this is going to be an interesting game for them too. For some Eagles defense that, you know, they did give up a lot of points to the Lions, so I think Wentz may have a pretty good shot here. But... Darius Slay, James Briarway did have pretty good games versus the Vikings, so that's a little bit of a concern here. But I think it is possible that Wentz still kind of rides this out uh you know beyond this week.
1: And revenge game narrative, too. So right. uh, lots lots of play there. I think there's been a little pressure on Carson Wentz so far. Um no one thought they'd be into it any good. No one expected anything. And so it's been nice. Another player no one expected anything from that's currently the QB9 is Jared Goff who has six passing touchdowns, which is tied with Justin Herbert and Lamar Jackson for the second most in the league. Unbelievable. Um, If you just need to stream, like if you're just putting pieces together until Dak is back, I like streaming Goff this week because he is facing the Minnesota Vikings, who have allowed the third most passing yards to opposing quarterbacks. And Amon Ross St. Brown is a freaking revelation.
0: Awesome. So <laughs> awesome. I mean, this is the one time I feel justified that you know we we bought into the hard knocks hype. Like Dan Campbell got these guys ready. They they uh, Jaron Goff. Like you know. He went first overall for a reason. And I know there was that whole thing about McVay basically telegraphed where the ball had to go from. But right now he's proven that he could do it. That the lines are proven they're for real. I'm on St. proving that he's like a legit number one receiver. And, you know, the guys they have in the backfield between Swift and Williams, like they're they could be a good team and it's a pretty deep receiver core too. Having Josh Reynolds, like having Sharks, Shark? they have like they, yeah. they yeah. have and then Hawk, you know, don't forget another first round pick. They have him too. Like they have the weapons. So I, I'm not totally I'm I'm more shocked that Goff is performing the way he is. I'm less shocked that the, the Lions are actually a solid team and a solid fantasy option.
1: We probably have to eat crow a little bit about Tua Tagovailoa, mm-hmm. um, who now leads the league in passing yards and <laughs> is tied for passing touchdowns. Um, he's the QB two uh, QB5 on the season, but... Before we get too excited about his six touchdowns and 469 passing yards, uh, we should mention that Baltimore was particularly beat up in the secondary. Marcus Peters and the rookies, and it just wasn't a great situation. And also, this week, the matchup is with the Buffalo Bills, who have allowed a total of 17 points to opposing defenses this year. And are allowing an average of only 12 points to opposing fantasy quarterbacks this year. So do I think you should get Tua if he's on your waiver wire? Absolutely. freaking He had two wide receivers that went for 170-plus yards and two touchdowns last week. We didn't think he can support that, but maybe he can. Um... We could definitely be wrong about this. I would be happy to be wrong about this, and I would be happy if you can grab him on your waiver wire, though I'm still cautious about actually starting him this week. It's more about a defensive play and making sure no one else in your league grabs him.
0: Exactly, uh, 100% on that, because, like, look, we talked about oh, the Rams' offense. Like, Should we be concerned with them? It was like, no, they just played the Bills week one. The Bills are that good. I, I think that's definitely a case where you kind of avoid playing certain players you're on the fence with versus Buffalo. That being said, Get to in any way you can. Uh, he's literally like this is the two we saw in Alabama. This is the two we saw before Nick Saban forced him to stay in the game and you know he had the hip injury. Like this is the one the player that we're excited about. They add tiger we kill people automatically assume that Tiger Hill is not gonna be much of a factor. He does like Jalen Waddle more, they have the chemistry. Like both guys just they they util, like he could utilize them both in such a great way. McDaniels does a great job um, you know, calling these plays here. I, I love that two is back. I'm, I'm happy for him. Uh, seeing him throw the ball vertically too is a great sign I think he'll you know maybe not this week first Buffalo but I think he will keep this up you know and Dave made a good point too on a about a week ago like maybe like not the greatest show on turf but like when you have that much speed on offense it, it does create problems for defenses a normally good Baltimore Ravens defense I know they were banged up so I, I think this is going to be more you know par for the course for Miami this whole this whole entire year
1: well, Baltimore Ravens secondary was bad last year, too. People passed all over them. So mm-hmm. I think maybe they haven't solved it. Um, but, yeah, they shouldn't be this bad. Did you hear that Mike McDaniels tries to go as long as possible without showering? Did you hear this story?
0: I, I, co- I mean, nothing that coaches say I, surprised me anymore. So I
1: just, um, yeah, I'm just totally grossed out. I don't know. I, I mean, how many times a day do you shower?
0: A minimum two. Right? Yeah.
1: Thank you. Minimum yep. two. I told my, my roommate this in New York, and he was like, no. He's like, people do not shower a minimum twice a day. He's like, you shower too much. I was like, what do you mean I shower too much? Like twice a day, that's normal. He's yep. like, no, that's too much. Normal people don't shower twice a day. I'm like, well, how much do people shower? So we put up a Twitter poll and people were averaging like four to five times a week, which I just, ugh. Yeah, no.
0: I can't. I, can't. I, I gotta get a shower and before I head to bed. Like, I can't. I can't. It's, that's grosses me out. If I go to the I gym or he, even outside or something, I like to shower. Is, I, it's weird. Is,
1: is he doing it like how you don't wash your jersey so you don't jinx your team? Yeah. <laughs> like you like, if I shower, then is going to throw a pick. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. What the heck? That Mike, just right. get your own place. We're good. Um, all right. So we talked about the quarterback position. Um, Dak Prescott, there's rumors he could be back as soon as week three. Please, God, no. Okay? No. Jerry, you're insane. Whatever. That's a whole pot in and of itself. Let's move over to the running back position. Okay. Running backs. Here's my question. Do we even freaking need them? Do you realize that through the first two weeks of this season, six wide receivers, six wide receivers have outscored the top running back in PPR leagues. And the top running back is Nick Chubb, a second round pick. So it begs the question, do we kind of do, I mean, like, it, if we're going to keep on with this PPR scoring in this pass happy NFL Are we starting to do it wrong? Do we have to reevaluate? Should we always be taking the Cooper Cup and the Jamar Chase and the Justin Jefferson in round one?
0: I think 2022, this will be the year of, like, the case study of zero running back draft strategy, like, really the way to go. Um, It it is crazy, but, like, it it almost makes sense. We saw this trend going towards uh, this, like, NFL is a passing league. There's so many quarterbacks who are chucking the ball around, like, crazy. I mean, even, like, you know, Joe Flacco. Like, who would expect Joe Flacco to be throwing the ball, like, the amount of times he is? um, It's I think we're gonna have to start adjusting. You know, there's very little running backs that are like aren't part of a committee as it is, and that number's gonna keep getting smaller and smaller each year. And with teams now always running three, four wide receiver sets, like this is just gonna become like this is the norm now. And I, I think we're gonna have to start. It used to be like I remember a few years back, where like the one receiver that would sneak in the first round was like Antonio Brown when he was like on his streak of being so good. And now it's going to be mostly receivers and maybe like you know two running backs. It's it's crazy how much it shifted so quickly.
1: Now um, a running back that you and I were both high on uh, is in Green Bay, Mm -hmm. and we had asked the question: Who is Aaron Rodgers' number one receiver going to be? And maybe it was always going to be. Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones absolutely balled out this week. Over 100 yards on the ground, two touchdowns, 38 yards in the air, three catches. He finished as the uh, number two QB for the week. And I believe he's number four so far on the season in fantasy. And that brings me to our newest segment of Waiver Wired. It's called The Weekly Serenade. This one goes out to you, Aaron Jones, who gave me that Sunday Night Miracle. Nobody stands between me and my man. It's me and Mr. Jones. Me and Mr. Jones. It's for you, Aaron. Oh, thank you. Thank you.
0: Well done to you both.
1: Ah, Aaron and Dylan um, actually split carries fairly easily, but he just torched. Chicago defense, Aaron Jones. Thank you. Another second-round pick that is paying dividends. So far, again, only been two weeks, but I like it. And I've always liked the chemistry that uh, Rodgers and Jones had together, the Aarons.
0: They they – like they they seem to like. Well, the best thing about them is like they like each other. So there's no like. It seems like they compliment, they complement in like such great ways. And I just thought, and I think I mentioned this. Like the Packers may transition towards a run heavy team or be more running back based. Whether it's either through the passing game too, and Rogers kind of taking the back seat, especially with how you know the, the receivers have been. Uh, I mean, there were a couple of plays in that game the other night where I was just like, wow, Aaron Jones really can't do it all. There was a throw early in the game up the sideline and he made an awesome catch versus the defender. I'm like, this guy really can do it all. He may be the one running back that kind of saves teams uh, that if he did take early, he is going to be the one that, get that, that performs. And th- they do want to feature Dylan as well. So I feel like you, you're not going to go wrong with he'll either.
1: He'll get the goal line carries. Exactly. He'll get goal line carries. Yeah, he'll, he'll,
0: yeah. He may vulture here and there, he'll be um, fine. short yardage and he'll break some. But like I said, they come in trailer very well, but, Aaron Jones is like a full complete back. He could do it all. And I I think Rogers is just so happy to have a guy like that because like he, he can't play hero ball like he could years ago. This is a different Packers team now. Uh, Not that they are even any worse. They're still going to be a great team, but I think it's, this is Aaron Jones team right now.
1: There's a couple of duds that were drafted very early this week. Um, Dalvin Cook, who had what should have been a very easy matchup last night, uh, was shut down uh, by the Eagles. Uh, so maybe this Eagles defense is even more for real like I thought they would be, but for some reason Detroit shredded them. So I thought, oh, maybe I was too high. But um, no, maybe it's a good run defense. Jonathan Taylor, oh, painful. Absolutely painful. The Colts just got stomped by the Jags. Derrick Henry, you know, he had the touchdown. That's about it. It was a tough Buffalo Bills run defense. And Austin Eckler. Where the heck is Austin Eckler when we need him? Um, We'll talk more about Austin Eckler as well um, when we get to tight ends because Gerald Everett might be taking some of Austin Eckler's targets. That could be what's happening. So is it worth it? Is it worth drafting his running backs early? After two weeks, it feels like, no, it feels like second round is really where you you
0: go. I'm just, like, quickly scanning, like, of, of like, of who went where in drafts, like, you know, Aaron Jones, probably a fresh running back. Aaron Jones, you probably take him. You're fine. Like guys who have had some months, like, you know, Saquon went what most rounds, like second, third, most drafts. Like he's a guy yeah, who's and he has the most
1: rushing yards so far in the season.
0: Right. So again, like the, the guys who are kind of popping for you, aren't the ones you said, Nick Chubb, second round pick, like these aren't the, aren't the first rounders, Jonathan Taylor, Aaron Jones
1: I second yeah. round pick.
0: Right. Uh, so it's, it's one of those things where if you're taking these guys super high, um, it's probably not paying off and like I think if McCaffrey stays healthy they will utilize him more um, the Giants kind of did a good job on him the second half of the game uh, last week but it's it's really trending towards you got to take receivers because everything now is PPR quarterbacks for the ball 40 times a game 45 times a game every running back is in a committee like sure you'll you, there'll be a couple games uh, where you'll get a goal, a couple goal line touchdowns but it, it just seems like running backs are now just they're too hard to figure out.
1: I hope you already grabbed Jeff Wilson Jr. on the waiver wire last week when we suggested it because he would probably be my top claim, but I think he's mostly rostered. One of the interesting players that you probably want to go grab is Raheem Mostert. Uh, Mostert actually out touched Chase Edmonds fourteen to six for a total of seventy nine yards from scrimmage, which doesn't sound very exciting. But remember, the Dolphins were playing catch up in much of that game versus Baltimore, so the game script wasn't in his favor. What we do know about Raheem Mostert is that he, is that he has the ability to break off big home run play threats, huge runs, and I think that's coming eventually. Again. Probably not this week versus the Bills, but if you're looking for a running back to, you know, stock up your bench, that's where to go. Now, also James Connor had an ankle injury this week. They're saying it's probably not serious, but he might miss this weekend. And where you want to go there is to derail Williams. He had 59 yards and three catches and a touchdown this week. Again, kind of a tough matchup with the Rams. You know, Benjamin, of course, is the pass catching back there. He's someone you can also grab. But in this particular offense in the Cardinals, it's that goal line back you want to target. That's what made James Conner so valuable for fantasy players last year is all of those touchdowns. So you want to get the guy that's probably going to get those touchdowns if they're trying to save Kyler Murray. By the way, that comeback. Did we call that one? We called that one. Mm-hmm. We called the Arizona.
0: We did. Well, I, I'm also high in them. I mean, my Super Bowl picks aren't looking great uh, with the Bengals and the the Cardinals, but uh, I that was pretty. I mean, let let Kyler play. Let Kyler play as much Call of Duty as he as he wants, because like those scrambles and he made. And, and again, like this is a team that's not supposed to really be clicking until DeAndre Hopkins comes back and he's somehow figuring out. Um, hopefully, for the sake of their offense, James Conner isn't too banged up and he can come back because he is a versatile guy they need there. But man, oh man. Colin Murray is awesome.
1: The last running back that I think we should all be looking to target is J.D. McKissick. He's available in 76% of fantasy football leagues. And we now know that he is the guy in the two-minute drill. He was last year, too. And if the commanders are going to be in these high-scoring games, that means J.D. McKissick is going to get targets. So though he may not run a lot, he's going to just accumulate points in PPR. And the whole theme of this episode has been, wow, if you get catches, you get a lot of points. And sometimes playing random bucks don't do that. So if you can have access to someone like a J.D. McKissick, he's someone I would definitely put on my bench. You can use him in bye weeks. Um, and, you know, to fill in for injuries, I, I feel very comfortable with J.D. McKissick and his role.
0: Yeah, um, uh, I, I, I'm with you there and I, I do, I know we have the transition, we have a lot of stuff to get to, but I do have one running back question for you and maybe people could figure yeah. it out. So the hot guy of the offseason, the drafts, was obviously the Texans with Damian Pierce uh, yeah. week, week one, Rex Burkhead was, you know, seemingly the guy 14 carries, whatever, zero carries in week two, they featured Pierce more. Is this them just transitioning fully to Pierce to be the guy or is it like what is, what is the deal there? Because I mean, I know Burkhead still came in on passing downs um, had a few catches, but like that to me, was a very, very crazy shift um, from week one to week two.
1: I have a feeling that it just has to do with game script. I do think they want it to be Pierce, but you're going to just you're not going to get the consistency that you want. First of all, you're also talking about a Texas team. This is why I didn't want people to go so crazy for Damian Pierce. That how often are they going to be leading with the run? It just probably isn't going to fit a lot of their game scripts. Um, so I think Pierce is still the preferred back in the system but I just don't think there's a really high ceiling like we saw in preseason.
0: It's it's I mean another great call by you too don't chase him in draft because of that and like you said game strip definitely affects the Texans who you know may not score a ton of points or will be coming you know with the without the lead. So uh yeah, I'm with you I there. Mean, but just very very strange. Between week one and week two with McVeigh switching from the Akers thing and then uh Henderson and now with the Texans, a lot of I feel like a lot of people, you know, it's probably they probably got burned by playing these guys who they like, were just complete no shows in their games.
1: I mean, Damian Pierce's average 6.30 uh, fantasy points per game and half-point P- PPR, Rex Burkhead 5.7. It's really not a big difference, but based on where you drafted them, it's a huge difference because you gave up a lot of capital if you were taking Pierce in the fourth round. Now, he could still, you know, break out, but, you know, he's averaging 3.92 yards per attempt. That's not stellar. Um, and, you know, he Melvin Gordon's averaging 4.77 for contrast, right? Mm-hmm. So... It's also the system, it's how he plays, he's a rookie, it's all of those things. I Right now, I'm not really even starting it, maybe as a flex play. Um, obviously, it depends on your team, but yeah. Um, all right, heading over to wide receiver, a lot of exciting stuff at wide receiver. This is always my favorite place to go to the waiver wire, and I feel like this is a lot of times where you can win your league um, because as we were talking about earlier, this has really become a pass-happy NFL And that's where you can get points. So number one target, we mentioned him earlier, Garrett Wilson, 14 targets, eight grabs, 102 yards, a pair of touchdowns. But most importantly, he saw 44.2% of the team's air yards, and he had a 32.6% target share. So he finished the week as the wide receiver six. It's clear that Michael Fleur wants to get him featured. In this offense, he is able to gain separation. He's acrobatic. He's an incredible athlete. And it makes a lot of sense. And they actually stormed a comeback and that they had a 1% probability. I looked it up. At one point, it was a 1% probability of winning this game. And they did it. Why would you go away from this? So Garrett Wilson, someone really explosive. And I know someone was asking me, what do I do about Elijah Moore? If you can hold Elijah Moore, hold him. But he's seeing like a 15% target share, and like 15% of the team's air yards. It's not encouraging right now. Now, this data we're seeing is with Joe Flacco. Mm-hmm. When Zach Wilson is back, things could change a little bit. I don't think Garrett Wilson suddenly won't be used, but maybe Elijah Moore will get more opportunities. It's a really tricky situation, but right now, you got to go get Garrett Wilson because he looks phenomenal. Maybe he's the new Jamar Chase. I don't want to like get too ridiculous, but... We were wondering which rookie would break out. Drake London also had a really good, good week this week.
0: The thing with the Jets is, like, I I think it'll be interesting to see who Zach Wilson prefers as his top option, but I don't right. necessarily see them – maybe throwing, like, less. I mean, like, Flacco with 103 passing attempts in two games is crazy. I know we're talking about. This is a passing league now. But I still kind of figure the Jets, like, they have two pretty good running backs. They drafted Brees Hall. Obviously, they have Michael Carter. They're like, let's just kind of run this ball, hopefully win defense, ground game, and then just wait until Zach Wilson comes, and then they could, you know, turn this thing up because they do have the receivers with Elijah Moore, Garrett Wilson, obviously they drafted too. But, like, with Flacco, I mean, they're just letting him be a gunslinger. I I, I still see Zach Wilson throwing the ball a ton too. But I'm just unsure if Wilson's still gonna be his guy if he goes back to Elijah Moore. Exactly. Um, this that'll be the big question. But I, I still I guess if you have Jets players, um Jets receivers, I, I still think they're gonna be throwing the ball down the field.
1: Joe Flacco, the Q B ten
0: so far this season. Uh, in the year twenty twenty two. That is wild. Thirty seven year old Flacco. Welcome
1: Flacco. to twenty twenty two. Um All right. Moving along with wide receivers. Last week, we talked about Curtis Samuel and told you to go get Curtis Samuel. And he, uh, he did us right. He finishes the wide receiver 12. Uh, they did, they got creative. They found ways to get the ball to Curtis Samuel and it worked. They narrowly came back. Not quite, but it's okay for us as fantasy owners and definitely okay for us as a Cowboys and Giants fan. Um, so John Dotson is the guy that I really have my eye on now. He has Three touchdowns and a two-point conversion in just his first two games. And what's cool is that this kid is a really great athlete, just like Garrett Wilson. He can line up on the inside. He can line up on the outside. But most importantly, he seems to have this red zone chemistry with Carson Wentz. And it's just so much about that. We've talked about that with Adam Thielen. By the way, that's another Conversation we'll have to have about panic buttons. Um, I, I want Kirk Cousins and Adam Thielen to get back together, um, but maybe Jahan Dotson and, and Carson Wentz are the new Adam Thielen and Kirk Cousins from the previous two seasons. So I, I like him. I think he's talented. Another rookie that I think you should put waiver claims on. Uh, I
0: mean, um, yeah, I'm for sure, totally agree with that. And again, like we said before, this is the new uh, the high flying uh, Commanders offense here. So try to get as much of that as you can.
1: Your uh, Sterling Shepard, hmm. I think he's a guy that everyone should be putting claims in for. Um, he's seeing the bulk of the targets.
0: I would totally agree with that because, you know, week one, everyone knows Kadarius Tony barely played snaps. Week two, did play more snaps. Um, you know, he, I think, had more catches than he did even, like, total snaps played in week one and week two. Wondell Robinson still injured. And then the weird thing was the very, very rich Kenny Galladay, who did not really see the field at all and left before Reporters came in, um, so there's a lot of stuff going on with their receivers. But the one constant, as long as he's healthy, is that Sterling Shepard will see the field. Uh, obviously, week one, you like that that deep ball that Jones threw to Shepard to score the touchdown. So I, I do think he will be the consistent part of this offense.
1: Shepard's available in 89% of leagues, and listen to this: besides leading the Giants wide receivers with 14 targets and commanding a 26.4% team target share and 36.6% of the team's air yards, that's a lot. All of those numbers are higher than CeeDee Lamb, Gabe Davis, Brandon Cooks, Marquise Brown, and Jalen Waddell. Yeah. Nobody else has a 36.6% share of the team's air yards. So if you want to value and he's free, he's just sitting out there on every waiver wire. 89% of leagues. Uh, You probably don't even have to put in a big bid. Sterling Shepard. I really like Jacoby Myers is another one. And this is the kind of receiver that's going to give you a solid floor every week. And then occasionally he might pop off. So he's like, what a flex play, But he's someone you can probably count on. Through two contests, he has a nearly 30% target share in New England and 13 catches for 150 yards. Now, Nelson Aguilar had the bigger, splashier game on Sunday, but it's actually Myers that led the wide receiving room with 55 snaps. So he's still got an issue with finding the end zone. Eventually, he has to. He's available in 65% of leagues, so I really like Jacoby Myers.
0: I do, too. We talked about it before. I mean, I went made it a point to draft him. I mean, last year he had so many targets, like 50-plus more than the next – uh, highest Patriots player. And like you said, yeah, no no touchdowns, uh, but still like 13 targets. Week two, he had six in week one, like nine catches, 95 yards. Like Mac Jones came out and said he just flat out loves this guy. He's his favorite teammate. Um, so he's always looking his way. I was a total idiot who did not start him because I still thought that the Steelers defense that turned the ball over a ton versus the Bengals, they're going to do that again versus the Patriots, and it didn't really work out that way. He had a very nice game, so uh, I'm kicking myself for that one.
1: Another rookie that we might want to keep our eyes on is Traylon Burks. Uh, he is getting more and more attention each week. Obviously this wasn't a great week for the Titans, but I do think Burks is going to get more and more comfortable in this offense and that he's going to be elevated soon. Ashton Doolin, you could have your eye on in a deep league uh, as long as Michael Pittman's out. We're still waiting to hear what's up with Michael Pittman, but Oh my God, it's awfully hard to start Matt Ryan without Michael Pittman and Shaq Leonard.
0: That is probably the biggest, like, like, the Colts could <sighs> – uh, how, how they don't win these games, how they scored zero points. And, in, like, the AFC uh, South is not that great. and, every, and the,
1: the, Jonathan the, Taylor. Jonathan
0: Taylor, too. You have the best running back in the game. All the hype with, with uh, you know, what Pittman, I believe Moe Cox, too, said in the offseason but how it was just night and day with Matt Ryan there. And that was, you know, with Carson, Carson Wentz gone, great offensive line. And just, like, he looks – like, Matt Ryan's doing that thing where quarterbacks who are older just kind of collapse when they know a defender's near them. Like, that old guy, like, he just gives himself up. Um, he does not look like – like the guy that last year somehow almost over 4,000 yards with the Falcons with a pretty bad Falcons team, this should have been cake for him and totally agree. With Pittman out, like, uh, it's it's tough right now. And, uh, you know, maybe this uh, AFC South is going to go, you know, the opposite of what everyone thought.
1: As long as Rondale Moore is out, you can consider Greg Dortch. I don't – don't think that that is a long-term solution, but in the interim, he should get some targets. Uh, but once DeAndre Hopkins is back, once Rondell Moore is back, you'll probably need to drop him. But in the meantime, um, he's, he's getting catches, and he's gotten into the end zone. So you can definitely consider George and Arizona. Um, if you're in a deep league, why not Noah Brown, right? I mean, Michael Gallup is also coming back supposedly maybe as early as this week. I don't know. But if Dalton Schultz is really going to miss time, which he might with this PCL injury, we're not finding out. There's enough room for Noah Brown. He had um, 91 yards and a touchdown. He caught all five of his targets from Cooper Rush. And as long as Cooper Rush is there, if he likes Noah Brown, that's awesome. I mean, CD still has the biggest target share, but... It doesn't matter if he has a connection with Noah Brown, if Cooper Rush has Noah Brown is worth at least picking up. If you're in a deep league for the next week or two, by the way, remember when I said I had a feeling about Tony Pollard, mm-hmm. Tony Pollard, yeah, I believe finished as the third best running back in PPR leagues this week. Hold on.
0: I am kind of shocked too that Zeke just, he just really can't get it going at all.
1: Um, well, actually it's interesting. Zach looks, I mean, Zeke looks great he's running really well. It's just that he, he can't like everybody's focused on Zeke and, and the, the Bucks run defense was good. He still yeah. looked really good. Um, it's just the opportunity isn't there. Um, uh, and it's too bad because he looks healthy. All right. Week two, Tony Pollard finishes the RB three.
0: So that feeling happened to pay off. We said the Drevlin, he was the value pick and and involving in the pass game. And it's just like the guys you didn't expect, like the Noah Browns and the Tony Pollard are the ones leading this offense uh, with Cooper Rush a quarterback. Who would have thought by week three?
1: But again, when I say RB3 – Uh, just under 18 points and a half point PPR. This is not what you expect from your running back. So I I, I understand how everybody's feeling a little wonky, like, oh, I've always been a good fantasy football player. I do think these things are going to normalize, but I also think we should watch this trend and start thinking about, okay, maybe the league has changed enough and we have enough of these young gunslinging quarterbacks that it's time to change how we draft our fantasy football teams too. we'll see we'll we'll keep it going and and also i will will Um, add
0: to with that game quickly is like you know right now caesar's 39 and a half is the total for the cowboys giants game so if you are trying to start some of these players they aren't really foreseeing a lot of uh, touchdown scoring so you're going to hope a lot of targets come uh, these players way
1: that's a great point let's stop and talk really quickly about some of the highest points implied points totals of the week because those are the games you're going to want to look to start players from so that's going to be Kansas City at Indianapolis so yeah even though Matt Ryan maybe without Michael Pittman you might want to try to start at least Jonathan Taylor maybe take a shot at Ashton Doolin Buffalo Miami I personally think most of that's going to come from Buffalo's side I don't think that Miami can cover the four and a half point spread because I just think the Bills defense is too nasty Mm -hmm. I think they're nasty in a good way in a good way Detroit, Minnesota, highest game total of the week right now. Uh, again, all of these are subject to change. These change by the minutes. So you have to check up to date at Caesar Sportsbook. Um, Philadelphia and Washington uh, is up high. And Jacksonville Chargers and Rams and Cardinals. Those are the games you want to target for your starters. If you have a you know decision, you can't decide, you want to go with the game with the high, higher game total. All right, let's wrap it up with the tight end position Uh, A lot of us are still waiting on uh, George Kittle. By us, I don't mean me. I didn't draft him. And a lot of us are uh, worried about Dalton Schultz. By us, I do mean me because I am concerned about Dalton Schultz. And we may also be worried about Kyle Pitts. Are we panicking about Kyle Pitts? Because I looked it up. He's only running a route on 50% of his snaps. That's not great. Um, It's a bit concerning. He is probably the best Receiver on the team, and they're not getting the ball to him. That being said, if you're a fantasy manager, I don't see how you don't start him.
0: It's tough. Well, exactly. Because I I also feel like, you know, I'm not sure how many times you've seen this in your drafts, Jim, but I have a feeling that a lot of fantasy owners were like, I understand that maybe Mark Andrews is ranked the tight end too. obviously Kelsey going first. But I, I, I bet there are a lot of leagues where people kind of reached for Pitts and took him maybe as the second tight end, maybe even the first tight end uh, as well. But I, I still feel like, you know, he was probably went higher in drafts than he should have, and now you're not getting the return on that. So I feel like there definitely is some kind of panic element going on with uh, this weird Falcons offense who stormed back last week, but still Pitts to be really getting involved. Um, I, I just feel for those people.
1: Now, Pitts started slowly last year, too, so yeah. I think people should bear that in mind. Um also, we went on our tight end episode, you and I were both like, we know it should be, but we just can't pull the trigger when it gets to pits. So we don't have any, um, but we are uh, empathetic with those who do have pits because he is a really talented player not being used the way he should. Um, however, someone that has been very surprising who is currently the tight end four through two games is Gerald Everett. And he had another six catches for 71 yards on Thursday. Um, he, This is what's interesting. He's the second most targeted player so far on the Chargers team. Now, a lot of this has to do with the fact that Keenan Allen's been injured, but what if this is a nagging injury? And he's run the second most routes amongst tight ends, only behind Travis Kelsey. Thursday, he had the same amount of targets as Mike Williams and Austin Eckler. Until this isn't working anymore, I think you have to p- grab... Gerald Everett.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Especially Keenan Allen banged up. I mean, you, we have to hope, fingers crossed, that like this whatever rib injury, this slight injury that Herbert's dealing with doesn't really affect him season long. But, um, you know, Everett was a guy who had, had flashes in the past of being like a pretty solid tight end. Now he's really showing what he could do. Um, and it's a great offense to be a part of, a very high-powered offense with Justin Herbert, who, I mean, through the few weeks, I, that – that one throw he made, like, the when he got hit in the ribs, too, or right after he got hit in the ribs, oh, first the Chiefs, amazing. He, he might be the best passer that we have in the NFL right now. So any time you can get Chargers players, Chargers receivers, tight ends, even running backs uh, to play along with that guy, I think it's pretty good.
1: I'm going to say a name now that might hurt you and your soul, Eddie. It's Evan Ingram. Oh, I'm so dumb. I'm sorry, with him. I'm, I'm so sure that's that's a tough one. He I'm was sure you curse. are. Most people
0: are. You know that's why the Giants are undefeated, right? Is because Evan Ingram's gone. They haven't started off this hot since they drafted him in twenty seventeen. He is the Evan Ingram curse. I'm I am so happy he is gone.
1: Well, he seems to be helping the Jaguars because they're the best team in the AFC South. (laughs) So maybe it worked out for everyone, much like the Stefan Diggs trade. Um, Yeah, Evan Ingram, interesting. When you you look under the hood, um, he's ran routes on 82% of his snaps this year, and he's only been blocking 2.3% of the time. Last week, he saw eight targets, which was a 27% target share for the team. And this week, they're matching up with the Chargers, who we were just talking about, which is supposed to be a high-scoring game. So eventually, one of these games, he's going to pop off, and I think Ingram is someone you might want to have. So again, if you're looking for a replacement for Dalton Schultz, for George Kittle, Ingram is someone that could be sneaky. Juwan Johnson is another one. Everybody wants to talk about Taysom Hill, and I love the idea of saving Taysom Hill, but look— He should have been in play last week, right? Their running back was out. Jameis Winston had like four cracked ribs or something, and they still didn't use Taysom Hill the way we thought that they should. Jawan Johnson, on the other hand, has seen 12 targets and a 16.7% target share across the first two games. It's clear Troutman is the blocking tight end, and Johnson is the one to target if you're looking for a New Orleans Saints tight end. This is in deeper leagues. Logan Thomas, Isaiah Likely, even Irv Smith Jr. Those are guys that could be on your waiver wire that could definitely be picked up if you need a replacement for Dalton Schultz or George Kittle. I wouldn't personally, the only one I might play over, um, I would play at Everett over Pitts if I felt nervous. But really, I think I'm still, I still got to plug and play Pitts.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, just again, based on draft where you took him uh, and maybe like he did start off so last year and I think that they will end up finding him. I also wouldn't be surprised if the Falcons at some point do do a quarterback switch. I know they didn't look miserable in the second half of that game last week versus a good Rams team, but that wouldn't shock me if Raider comes in the game. Um, and the one other thing I will add about Evan Ingram to, you know, I did poo poo him, but I will say you're right, though, is he runs a lot of routes and doesn't really block much because he can block. So I guess if you are playing him and he's on the field, you know that he will be running a route of some sort. So I guess it does give him a better chance at uh, catching a few balls.
1: Yeah. If he's running the routes, he's more likely to catch the balls if he's not out there to block. So that's, that's the theory anyway, one would hope. Um, this Jacksonville team looks a little frisky. I mean, Christian Kirk, hello.
0: I, I felt good about that pick last. I know we had a listener question who asked about Kirk. I went with Kirk. I felt it was going to be a, a, the coming out party for that offense. Um, Trevor Lawrence having a solid season. Christian Kirk, big money receiver for Jacksonville, had a great game. Um, so I'm glad I, I did call that. I'm glad I'm helping other fantasy teams out besides my own.
2: <sighs>
1: well, that's our waiver wire list for today.
2: must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
1: I hope that we we did right by our namesake, waiver wired. Um, Unfortunately, we didn't have a lot of time to spend on start sets, but if you'd like to send over your start sets to myself or Eddie at Jen Piacenti, at That Eddie Murphy, or at Extra Points Pod. We'd be happy to help you out. Um, Maybe we'll even throw in an extra pod now and then Mm -hmm. live or something crazy like that to help you guys. We'll see. Absolutely. Um, But we will definitely be taking mailbag. So you can send those questions for this week or next week. We'll try to get to your questions on the pod, general strategy, anything. Uh, You also want to go to extrapoints.com slash arcade and play our Pick'em Contest because you can win $100 Did if you, you pick the most games correctly.
0: And uh, I think the, the funniest thing ever happened with the, the winners uh, of, of our uh, uh, week two NFL pick-em. Uh, well, the prop quiz winner, Joseph Piccioni, had six right. Um, but the, uh, the pick you know our week two picks, then the winner was our own cousin Sal. Our number two, <laughs> our silver medalist, Dave Damashek, And then our bronze medalist, Harry. So uh, it seems like the, uh, the EP people were really in full force uh, and won that. And, you know, my, my picks, you know, we do our picks every week. Mine were a little bit better than, uh, than week one. So, um, you know, onward and upward for us, but uh, kudos to, uh, to our, our guys who, uh, you know, win that, the, the gold hats.
1: I've had trouble picking games this year. Usually I'm really good. The last two weeks have been really off for me. Um, but my player props have been on, so I don't know. I feel like I am either really good with props or really good with games and like they tend to not go at the same time. So I've got to get that synced up. Mm -hmm. That's my goal. Get that synced up. Um, luckily I'm still a five-star sharp on sharp rank. (laughs) haven't screwed that up yet. Probably has a lot to do with my baseball bets too. Um, we also have an announcement for those of you who are WaverWired fans. I'm going to let Eddie take it over, but we've got some great news here at the WaverWired pod.
0: Yeah, well, I'm sure people are wondering, you know, why the, the the pod isn't live on a Thursday before the you know TNF like we were doing. Well, the big news is, and I'm sure a lot of you already know, but we saw that we now move to to Omaha Productions, uh, which we're very, very, very happy about. We're working with some awesome people here. So paint
1: painting is our boss. So
0: right, exactly, and um, <laughs> you know, we'll you'll, eventually you'll see, uh, you know, all the some of the show artworks has come through, and you see all the the. Car- Cartoon version, so we'll have that. You know, we're still going to be part of the Money Grab feed with some awesome shows. Lemon Pepper Parlay we brought, you know, Will Blackman now part of the team. Will is one of my favorite people to ever work with um, from our days in the NFL, so super glad that he's working with Martin now. Megan Fun of Sports, uh, two of the best and funniest around with Megan Gailey, Megan Connolly, and then uh, Covering Glory with uh, Brett Carmiles and our, our boss Toby Mergler talking about all things soccer or uh, the other football. So we're part of a great group of people in the Money Grab feed, so don't worry, your RSS feed will. We'll still, update with the same exact pods, but we'll, we'll be doing that. And like Jen said, mail back questions because for now we're not doing the live thing, but maybe we'll pop in here and there, do some live stuff. Uh, could be a possibility on the road, but just for now, you know, us transitioning over to Omaha, we're doing this pod now on Tuesday to help you with your waiver wires since the show is called Waiver Wired. So, um, but it's really exciting stuff across the board. And, and you know, being backed by these people is, is awesome. And um, hopefully, our, our stuff starts to spread, and uh, we couldn't be happier.
1: Really quickly before we go, just a couple players players uh, that you're going to want to think about starting this week. If you're streaming, Mac Jones has a great matchup. Kirk Cousins has a great matchup. Derek Carr has a great matchup. So don't be afraid to start those guys, as does Jared Goff, who we talked about streaming. If you're looking even further for streamers, um, uh, Trevor Lawrence is probably my next because he's up against the Chargers and there could be a bit of a shootout there. The Chargers defense is tough. For running backs, uh, Josh Jacobs has a great matchup versus the Titans, and they're actually using Josh Jacobs in a way we thought they wouldn't. They're actually giving him the bulk of the carries. So he's going to have a big game sooner or later. Um, The Philadelphia Eagles... Running backs should all be in play if you need a flex play. Sanders, Gainwell, and Boston Scott. Cam Akers could have a big week this week versus the Cardinals, so if you feel confident about flexing him. And McKissick, this is another game where you could use McKissick if you need someone in a flex spot for wide receivers. uh, Jacoby Myers is in that same good spot with Mac Jones facing the Ravens. We saw how bad their secondary was. If they're not healthy, there could be a lot of opportunity there. Um, Hollywood Brown is in a good spot. Darnell Mooney, who's a big question mark. If you want to give him one more week, this is the week versus the Texans after that. I think I'm out because he's just not not getting targeted. I don't know why. Uh, Tyler Lockett should also be someone you feel confident starting versus the Falcons. And we kind of went over the tight ends already. Tyler Higbee, someone you definitely want to start. Um, Obviously, Travis Kelsey. Kyle Pitts, you're going to want to start in versus the Seahawks, so go for it. And then we talked about our dart throws, Logan Thomas, Irv Smith, and Evan Ingram. So... That's it in a nutshell. Since we aren't doing our start sets, it was an awesome time, Eddie. I hope you guys all had a wonderful time as well. Remember, you can always find us on social media. Please follow us there. Any parting words, Eddie?
0: Um, I I'm not sure if it's parting words, but something I'm keeping my eye on, and maybe we could talk about in week three because we'll see how this goes. But. You know, for the people in Chicago who are dealing with Justin Fields and they, he's their yep. new young quarterback and they want him to succeed and they may be the, one of the worst teams in the NFL I mean, we we'd spent this whole entire episode talking about how the NFL is a passing league and how so many quarterbacks we didn't expect are throwing the ball a ton and it's getting more play for the wide receivers and tight ends and you know Justin Fields you brought a Darnell and Mooney and Justin Fields has 28 passing attempts and it, to me it's insane that like Joe Flacco has over 100 through two games so what I'm interested to see is like could they let him unleash himself can just be the Justin Fields of what he was at Ohio State um, because that's going to be a very very weird all season long thing to follow Will the Bears like will they pull maybe like the Arizona Cardinals and end up drafting another quarterback in the first round if they're batting in this year and kind of end the career for Justin Fields so that's something to me that was pretty shocking and uh, I want to keep my eye on looking into fantasy next week
1: of the new coaches who's doing the best so far it's probably unanimous right
0: I mean, McDa- I mean, McDaniel, yeah, McDaniel. I feel like he's probably coached the year. I well, mean, either, yeah. I will say yeah. if Dable wins, though, if Dable wins, you know, week three and then week four versus the he's Bears, really well too. Then it's going to be a good one But I think the Giants
1: it, are the best team in the NFC East. Yeah.
0: Oh, Tua, NFC. Tua was already being told in the first <laughs> in the first half of that game that he should be benched, and they got to they got to you know it's move on from Tua, and then he goes and throws six touchdown passes. Um, so talk about prisoner in the moment. So I, yeah, McDaniel is doing a fine job there in South Beach.
1: Lots of coaching changes, lots of things to watch, and uh, we're going to continue watching them. Uh, We will see you guys next week. Don't forget to subscribe to the feed and uh, enjoy the football.